You're listening to the Go-Getter Podcast. I'm your host, Candice Janae, founder and CEO of Epic Fab Girl, a community helping Christian women entrepreneurs build profitable brands and grow their faith. Whether you're just getting started or you already have an established brand, this podcast will drop gems, bringing you tips and strategies from experts to teach you how to build, grow, and monetize your business with God at the center of your life. Let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey, Go-Getters, it's Candice Janae, the founder of Epic Fab Girl, and I'm super excited about today's episode. So we are airing behind the scenes of our Go-Getter Confidential online conference. Now, if you are a part of this online conference, then you know that this conference literally shifted so much. We hosted it in April of 2020, and honestly, it blew our minds. We had so many conversations with amazing entrepreneurs, and it just so happened that Brittany Morton was one of them. So I'm excited about today's episode because we're going behind the scenes of this conversation that I had with Brittany as a part of our online conference. So literally, all we did was took the audio and gave it right here so that you guys can get access to this amazing information that she's dropping. So I know you guys are gonna take a bunch of notes. So pull out your notebooks, rewind if you need to, rewind again if you need to, but make sure that you take and get everything that you need out of this conversation. So make sure that you listen up because you're in for such great information. Hey, ladies, and welcome to Go Get Her Confidential again, the Summit 2020. I'm Candace Armour, and I'm the founder of Epic Fab Girl. Today, we are hearing from Ms. Brittany Morton. She is an amazing woman of God and entrepreneur who has built multiple brands that I'm sure she's going to tell us a lot about. But we are talking about how to create a movement with your brand. And Brittany has honestly done that with, especially from my point of view, um, I've been following her online for a while and her brand Saved in the City has been an amazing, amazing brand doing something super phenomenal in the kingdom, especially when you think about Christian businesses. A lot of times people think Christian stuff is boring and her brand is the farthest from boring. So I just want Brittany to share with us just a little bit more about yourself Um, And can you share kind of how you got started with what you're doing and all the things that you're kind of currently doing? I know it's kind of a loaded question, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, hey, ladies. I am so excited um, to be a part of this summit. And I just honor you, Candice. Thank you so much for sharing your platform with me. And I love storytelling. I love when we're able to come together as women to inspire and encourage each other. And so, hey, everybody, I'm glad to be here. As she said, my name is Brittany Morton. I'm a native of Nashville, Tennessee. I currently live in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, My background is in actually graphic design and marketing. So that's what I went to school for. Um, I was not saved, you know, in school, did not have a relationship with Christ, but I was introduced um, to ministry once I graduated from college. So I was, um, I like to tell my testimony because it was through my testimony that Saved in the City was actually birthed. And so um, I was engaged. I was actually living in another country and I got a phone call from my alma mater at Alabama a University to come and open up this wellness center. And if you go to a black school, you kind of know, like we have been hearing about this wellness center for so long <laughs> and we didn't think that they were going to open it, but they did. And they asked me to come and um, to be a part of opening this facility on campus. So I moved from where I was. I came back to Huntsville and that's when my whole life turned upside down. The person I was engaged to, it ended. I was devastated. And it was during that broken place in my life when my eyes were open to the fact that there were so many other young women who were dealing with heartbreak and rejection and all of these different types of things. And at the same time, I was getting introduced to God. And so I was 23, 24 years old at the time. And I'm looking around because for so long, I'm like, that's not dope. You know, I like to get my hair done. I like to get my nails done. And then once I realized that you could have a relationship with God and you can still be super dope and fashionable and love your makeup, I wanted other young young women like me to know that not only were they not alone, but a community where they could come together, grow, but embrace everything that God had called them to be. And so Saving the City was birthed from that. And it's just been a journey from there. So I'm looking forward to sharing 
just the journey. It's been nine years, almost this year will be nine years since our journey began with Saving the City. And it's been far from perfect. Um, But that's how it um, was birthed. As far as other things that I do, I um, also help other people build their brands. Um, It was something that I put down for a while, y'all. I was like, I don't want to really work with people. I'm just going to do my own thing. And people kept reaching out to me like I wasn't advertising. You know, I don't know how these people was getting my information. And one day the Holy Spirit was just like, Brittany, I gave you this gift for a reason. And you're supposed to be offering this gift to the world to help other people with their identity and their brands and their businesses. And so that's something that I'm fully embracing again in this season of doing that and just tapping into more of the skills I've developed by leading, you know, my company and my brand of helping other people to achieve their goals as well. So that's a little bit about me and how I got started and where I am. Got it. That's so good. I have one really quick question before I get into the next one is, so what exactly is Saved in the City? So how would you explain what it is to someone who's never heard of it? Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I think I'm going to answer your question, but I think it was one of the questions you sent over. See, when I first started Saved in the City, I wasn't trying to start like a movement or anything. I really wasn't even, I didn't even know I was starting an organization. I simply was working on a college campus. There were a lot of college girls always in, you know, my office and I had just gotten saved. And so I was like, okay, let me just create this space where they could come. And so they started coming. And at first y'all, it was like, two, three people like, and I was happy. It was never about numbers or, you know, let me get all these people to follow me. I simply was finding my way and I wanted to join, have other women come alongside me. So it started off very organically. And so it was after years of doing that consistently that one day I woke up and was like, Hey, this is actually a thing. I don't know what it is, but it's a thing. So it's continued to. So I just want to encourage that person. It's like, I got something. I'm still trying to like, I feel like with a brand or idea or a vision, it's always evolving. And sometimes you're having to catch up with it because it'll take a life of its own. And so that's what's happened with Saving the City. It's taking on a, its own life. I call her a girl. I'm like, look at my baby. She's just growing up. And so I would say it's a community. We create community, a community for women to be able to come together because we have this in-person experience, but then we have this online experience. So we have all these women who have come through our community that have been equipped that now know that they're leaders and now know that they have purpose. But then we were like, wait, we got all these women online. And so now we have this online movement of support and love. And so our goal is like, you can come and you can be empowered. Um, You can get resources, you can get tools of how to infuse your faith into every area of your life. But most importantly, we want women to know that you don't, you don't have to do this alone. Like you're not the only one trying to live a life of standards in a, in a world that tells you to compromise. You know, you're not the only one that's trying to manage your desires and what you want to, you know, you're not the only one that's doing that. So we just want to create a space of love, positivity, acceptance, but it's rooted in how you can live this life of faith out and still be a woman. It's dope. So that's what I would say that, that is, um, that saving the city is evolving into it. Don't tell it what it's going to look like next year, child. Cause I'm like, what is happening here? Like I never thought or imagined that we will be doing all this stuff. So it's like, I'm learning every day. You know, I was on a meeting with the legal attorney, with the accountants. It's like, I didn't sign up all this, you know, but it comes with it. And so I've had to grow as the, the ministry, as the organization, as the brand has grown because it's tapped into parts of me that I didn't even know that that was there. And I think that's a part, you know, and I'm sure, Candice, you can relate to that. That's a part of being a visionary and birthing out dreams and, you know, visions that are, that are meant to change the world, so. Girl, that part right there, that meant to change the world, it's huge because, you know, everything I kept thinking of is how our vision is just so much bigger than us. Like, God only shows us a part of the vision when he's like, all right, go do this. And then you get to the next and you look up and you're like, how did we get here? Like, like, how did this evolve into this thing? Um, And I know that, I mean, that's kind of what happens when you follow God and you follow the Holy Spirit. And I know before this call, we were talking a little bit about just like the role that the Holy Spirit plays in everything. So tell us a little bit about, you know, from a business perspective, like the role that God actually plays in your life and in your business. Yeah, yeah. So for me, um, and I'm just going to be real honest and transparent with y'all because that's all I know. Um, I didn't ask for this. 
I I've always been and it's because of fear. I now know it was like fear and rejection and stuff. I never wanted to be in front of people. I never wanted too much responsibility. One, because I take responsibility very serious. I take people's lives. You know, like I just that person and I've seen people be misused and and I never. So I'm the person that would just play it safe that would just be behind the scenes. I was a designer for a background. So, you know, no one knew who designed it. I just was so, for me, my relationship with God has been so much more in this, you know, journey of like, oh, I just pray and I just do these rituals. It's been like where I've gotten confidence to do stuff afraid. And in my time with him, him like pushing me, like, you can do this. This is in you. Like, I believe in you. You know, my spirit is in you. So I think one of the biggest things I've gotten from my relationship with God is just like the courage to do what I would not do on my own. And even when I, because it's been 500 million times I've wanted to give up. But is this something that's nudging me? And I know it comes from me walking with him. It's like, you've come too far to give up. You've, you know, like, I need you to keep going. There are people that's depending on. And so it's just been that push, that, that courage that's come from my relationship with God that is like, continue. And then just even his grace, because it's through God's grace that I'm learning to extend grace to myself. And so it's just been something that has just been so scary at times, but with walking with God, it's like, it's not also, it's not on my shoulders to make it all happen. You know, it's like, okay, I, he somehow, and I was telling my um, assistant director this today, like somehow he takes our little and he makes it so much. And that's what I feel like. I've sometimes felt so raggedy, you know, at times so undone, but in the midst of all of my life's ups and downs, because you know, as a leader and as a visionary, life for you does not stop. You still have to manage running your brand, running your business when you have breakups, when you got stuff going on with your health, when you got family situations, this brand doesn't stop. And so through all of those experiences, it's like, you know what? God is somehow supernaturally taking all of this and he's made something beautiful out of it. So I think that's how it's really empowered my, you know, my relationship with God has empowered what I've been able to build. That's so good. And I, I feel like it's, it's amazing to see how God can show up in the little things in the big things. And like you said, you know, going through life and still running your business, because at the end of the day, like life doesn't stop, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's like, you still have to do your job. And so I think that's really huge. Now, I know we're talking a little bit about branding today. Like what is actual, what does branding even mean to you? Because I know you come from a graphic design and marketing space, but talk to us about what branding actually means for you. Yeah, um, I just, first of all, I love like branding, right? And so I probably don't, but I tell my team all the time, y'all don't have no technical answers. I just go for what I feel, you know, things like that. And so for me, branding is, it's so much, I think sometimes people can think, oh, branding is just my logo or brand is just, you know, my name. But branding for me is what comes to people's mind when they think of you, when they think of your business, when they think, how does it make people feel? I, I'm, I'm a big experience person. So whether it's you going to a person's social media, there should be an experience. Whether they're, you're on an Insta story, they go to your website, they come to an in-person thing that you're hosting. I'm always thinking of your brand as like that experience, that edge, that unforgettable thing that's in a person's mind and heart that sets that'll set you apart. It's like, man, it's just something about that business. It's something about how they do what they do that really makes them stand out. Because you got to think we living in a world where people are just bombarded with messages all day long, sign up for this, do that, do this. But it's like, that's your mark, your distinction, your imprint in the earth that sets you apart from everyone else that, you know, maybe even doing something similar. So for me, that's what branding is about. So for someone who is wanting to get started with their brand, what type of advice would you give them from a branding perspective? Like if they just have an idea, like what are the first steps that they should be doing? Yeah, I I get that question a lot. First thing, because when people come to me, when I do like branding, you know, sessions, consults and stuff like that, I've noticed that a lot of people do not have a good handle on their vision. And so, you know, because it's so easy. I know what it's like to be a creative. And then I get an idea, child, I'm going 50 miles a minute with that idea. I'm like, okay, I ain't even thought the whole thing out. I'm trying to do the website, you know, because I'm a visual colors, you know, type of person. But many times people come to me and I start asking them questions to poke holes into their vision. And they're like, oh, I haven't thought about that. So I think that's the first thing you want to do is you really want to know your motive. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Who are you called to reach? Because honestly, you're not going to reach everybody. 
So, you know, started to understand like, man, and usually I tell people that a lot of it has to do with your story, with your testimony, does gives you clues, the things that you struggled with, the things that you've been through, all of those things really gives you clues to your purpose and who you're called to reach. But many times what happens is we're so resentful of our past. We're so ashamed of the things that we've outlived that we don't see the blessing in it that, hey, this is actually your whole product line is about to come from that, you know, whatever you survived and, you know, that type of thing. And so I think it's just really sitting in that our identity I'm learning this season has a lot to do with what we're called to create because I'm having to rediscover what's going on with me in this season for the next things that God is calling me to do so I think having those conversations even talking to people in your life I had to ask people in my life recently what am I good at you know what strengths do even as I was preparing to meet with you I had to talk to people who have been with me on this journey because again, I wasn't trying to start a movement, but I've done something right to get us to this point. And sometimes it can be hard for us to see those things within ourselves. So I went to some of the women who've been walking with me six and seven years to say, what's made us be able to do what we're doing? And they have, you know, said things and I'm like, you're right. So I'm taking those things down. I'm like, those things are strengths. Those things that I can help teach other people how to do. And so I think having those conversations with yourself having those conversations with the people in your life so that you can get a good grasp on, this is why I'm doing it, this is what I want to do, and this is how I want to do it. Then you can get into the conversations of how you're going to package that and present it to the world. Girl, I love it. I love how authentic and, you know, raw and honest you are. Just even about that, because it's like, you know, honestly, in this day and age, people are, it's easy to have the desire to want to chase the numbers, to want to chase the following But I love how, you know, it started with you really just serving people, helping people, and you got to a place where it became a movement because of your consistency. And that's one of the things you said up front is like you showed up consistently, whether there was three people or whether it it was a room full of people. And one of the themes that keeps coming up in all of the talks that I have with for this summit is that, you know, there's this thing about stewardship. It's like, When you're faithful over the little that God gives you, he begins to expand you, um, your territory. He begins to expand your business because you're you're proving yourself trustworthy with the people. And even like you said, like you were nervous about, you know, expanding because of, you know, you just didn't want to be responsible for people's lives, especially when you talk about, you know, relationships with God and stuff. It's real easy to send people astray if you say the wrong thing. And so I, what I what I always find extremely comforting is to know that if God trusted me with the current thing that he's given me, that he knows I'm equipped for, for it in that season. And that as he begins to expand you, he'll do that if you steward what he's given you well currently. Um, and so what I want to know is how were you actually able to grow the audience? Was it organically? Was it, you know, like, and how were you... Were you ever intentionally like, all right, I want to actually grow? Um, and how were you able to do that? Yeah. So initially, um, like I said, girl, let me tell you. So I didn't want to go on social media. This had to be maybe six years ago or so. I did not want to go on social. We were doing our little thing. We were meeting once a, uh, once a week at the time. And I had a friend and she came into my life and she's like, Brittany, y'all, you need to create some social media accounts. And my mindset, y'all... Like, God has had to just, like, continue to expand my mind. Like, girl, I'm trying to get you to see what I'm trying to do. And I'm over here like, no, you know, like, and he's like, girl. So he had to use, because God will use people in your life to push you. And it can feel uncomfortable and you can resist it at first because it's a comfort zone, another barrier that's being broken. But he used that woman of God. And so she, so I created profiles with an attitude because she kept coming to work asking me. So one time she came to work and I was like, look, here go to Facebook. Look, here go to Instagram, you know, that type of thing. So, I, you know, that's, but again, that was seven, eight years. This is a completely different context now, which I think that's a whole nother conversation of how your brain has to continue to evolve to remain current because I didn't even know that was a thing. And so that's initially how it started. So God will use some funny things to get you where you need to be because he had a plan all along. So we just started, we didn't have a strategy at first. We were just like posting stuff. And I go back, y'all, I scroll down, look at it. I said, oh, that did not look right. Like, But you got to start somewhere, you know? And I think sometimes, particularly as women, we can like, okay, it has to be like this and it has to be like that. Like, we did not start where we are right now. We started with a little blurry little picture, you know? I wouldn't recommend that now because we're just in a different time. But I started with what I had and I started being consistent with that. And then as we continue to evolve, I started getting strategy. Like, okay, 
they really like quotes. So let's do quotes, you know, and they, we were posting like all the time. I don't even know how I was doing all this stuff, but we were like posting all the time. And then I had people in my life. Like I had to make a, I had to make a turn, like maybe two years ago, I had a good friend in my life. She's a social media strategist and she came to me in, in love and she's like, Brittany, it's time for you to take it up. And I'm like, I got 50 million things going on. They're going to get what they're going to get. Like that was my attitude because I had so many things on my plate with trying to run this brand, you know? And so she started just talking to me and I'm like, out of respect, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. And so I started praying, going back to my relationship with God, like, okay, God, shift my mindset because he had to shift my mindset to start charging for stuff. For the first six years, I didn't charge for anything. I didn't want people to think, but try to take money to make money. So I had to, so I started praying for my mentality. Like, God, like expand my mentality. Help me to dream on another level. Help me to create on another level. You know, all of those different types of things. So I started embracing new strategies. I started embracing new, new things that we could do. Start trying to learn our audience more. Like, okay, what do y'all want? Because they don't tell you what they like and what they don't like. You know, what do y'all want to hear more of? What are y'all feeling? You know, there's some things that we've had to, you know, we used to do a, an empowerment call. When it first started, it was popping. Then the numbers died down like two years later. That meant we needed to pivot. You know, so what did that pivot look like? That pivot turned into, it birthed a weekly prayer call, which is like popping now. You know, it's just different pivots that you have to take. So, so I don't, I hope that answers the question, but at first there was no strategy, but then it got to a point, I think it can happen organically for, for a certain amount of time, but then you have to get strategy and that comes with creating content. What messages are we going to say? What do we want things? I'm always like, what do we want people to feel? What do I want? What do we want them to see? I asked my team, when we sit down and dream, what do we want them to see? What do we want them to feel? What do we want them to remember? And then we go backwards to creating it because then I asked them, well, if you go to a place what do you want? To, well, I want to see women loving on each other. Okay, so we need to create that. Well, I want to be excited. I want it to be exciting. Okay, let's create that. So those are questions that we ask ourselves going into the creative process. So that the things that we do. And another thing I think I would say is being intentional. You have to be intentional. And I teach this all the time to our leaders. Intentionality is everything. As a visionary, as a leader, you have to be like, you don't eat, you don't just randomly do stuff. Everything that you do falls back. That's why you're vision and your purpose is so important because it should all be connected because if you don't have that people will, you should do this i've had so many people try to tell me what i should do and it was out of love you know with the vision that god has given me and if i would have taken all of that advice i don't think we would experience the success that we've experienced because i've been like hey this is the mission this is what we're called to do and we're not going to deviate from that so i think that has helped with the strategy as well that's so good because it comes back full circle and you started talking about just how a lot of times when people want to get started, they're not clear on their vision. And then, you know, having that clear vision from day one helps you to stick to it and understand if, you know, if you're going to pivot to something, if it still falls in alignment with what that original vision was. And like you said, you know, even with the social media thing, that was in alignment with the original vision. It just wasn't what you thought it was. So you had to go to God and he, he, for him to tell you like, no, this is something you need to pay attention to. But you talked about your team and I think that's a perfect segue into my next question. I think a lot of times as visionaries and people who, who have so much vision and God shows us like, hey, this is what I want you to do. He shows us the big, you know, plan down the line. But Sometimes it can be overwhelming because the vision is so big. We don't know necessarily how to execute it. Sometimes we get overwhelmed because we're like, all right, how am I going to do this on my own? When in reality, you're not doing it on your own anyways. So talk to us about for the woman who is, you know, has a business or wants to scale her business or is, is worried about trusting other people with the vision. Like what were some of the strategies that you use to kind of scale your business and build your team and keep people that were trustworthy around you in that process? Yeah. Um, I got stories for days. <laughs> Woo. It has been. Honey. Baby. Let me tell y'all something. So let me see. I'm going to try to approach this. And then if there's anything I need to fill in, you just let me know. But um, I started off, I didn't have a team. My first gathering, two of my friends from Nashville came down. I think three other people came because I had five people. You can tell me nothing. There was this lady. She's an older lady. She came to my first meeting and she stood by me. And so she, she recently passed last year, but she was with me the entire process. She was not a person that had, quote unquote, the look. 
She was not, you know, because sometimes we think our help is supposed to come in a certain type of way, but God knows what you need. Our personalities were completely different because I'm very zealous. I can be very over the top, but she would know me so well. I look at her, she'll give me that eye. I'm like, okay, let me come on back. So she just helped me like get those roots in the ground. So I think one thing that I would tell a visionary is like, your help may not look the way you thought it was going to look. And you have to be okay with that. And you got to ask God to give you his eyes and, you know, in his discernment so that you don't miss um, what God has sent to help you. If it is a God vision, not only is it bigger than you, but it's also going to include he's already assigned people to help you if it's a God vision. Right. And so for me, I didn't start. I didn't have again, starting where you are. I didn't have this executive board and all these people with me when I started. Now I have those things now. But I didn't start that way. I had a vision in my heart. This little lady that was coming, you know, to help me set out these chairs. And I think it was how I led people that drew my people. I led from an authentic place. I made people feel like they matter. It was, it's never been about saving the city, saving the city, saving the city. I lead from a place of, I want you to see yourself in this vision. I want you to see how you matter. Your vo- you're at this table because your voice matters, because I value what you have to say. Now, do we always go to everybody's ideas? No, but I think it's been that part that has really helped to recruit because I, I don't have to, rec- I haven't had to necessarily recruit help. It was just me leading from an authentic place, from me leading from a transparent place. And a lot of the people who were benefiting from what I was doing wanted to then say, how, hey, how can I be a part of this? Because they wanted other people to feel how the environment I was able, they were saying, I want to be a part of helping make sure other people feel this. And so I just want to encourage that visionary or that person that's starting your business. That's why your why, that's why it has to be more, it has to be more than about you getting a name. It has to be something that people can see themselves in, even if it's selling hair or whatever the case is. It has to be mission-driven and it has to create and fill a need in the earth. And as long as you're able to grab a hold of that and share that, I don't think you'll ever have a problem with somebody because people love vision. They love being a part of something that is bigger than them. They love helping people in whatever way. And so if it can stay mission-centered and you can find a way to be sure that your people are good, and then when they come to the meeting, you're just not concerned about the agenda, but you want to make sure their marriage is good and you want to make sure that their heart is good. And we get to the business, but I see you as a person. And so that's one of my leadership like models that I think has made me really successful in leading other people and rallying people around a vision. And then understanding like when God sends you people, you got to study them. Because when I first started out, I would just, I would just work with people because they were loyal. But just loyalty without competency, it's not going to get you anywhere. So I had to really begin to, that was a word, right? So I had to really begin to pay attention to what, like, yes, that's what, like, for real, because I was getting frustrated. Like, why is this vision not moving forward? Because you got to pay attention. You got to see what makes a person come alive because it's not enough. It's not enough to have the people. I think good to great. The book says you got to have the people on the bus, but they got to be in the right seat on the bus. So I went through two years of trying to figure out why is this not looking the way I wanted it to look? I had the right people on the bus, but they wasn't in the right seat because there are certain visions and purposes and passions that every person has. I'll never forget. There's one, our volunteer director, people make her come alive. I brought her on the team to do one thing, but I started noticing every meeting. She's like, how are we going to get everybody connected? How are we going to get everybody connected? And I'm like, wait. There's something here. She needs to be the connector, you know, those type of things. So doing that, that placement in different seasons, you know, moving things, you know, around. But I think that vision, the vision is what's going to attract um, the people, how you treat people, how they see you lead, your integrity. All of those things are people like, I just want to be a part of her. I just want to be a part of this. And then that'll help you, you know, to really bring your team together. That's super helpful. I feel like everything that you shared was just like super practical and I I think that piece about leadership is something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs overlook uh, because, I mean, we kind of get thrown into like being a leader of other people. And I know for me, at least it has been like, oh, my God. All right. I need help, but I have to manage the help. I also have to be able to communicate well with the help, make sure that they're thriving and in a good position to do a good job at what they do. And like you said, you want to make sure that 
you know, nobody ever feels like their voice doesn't matter. And also you don't want to leave people in a position for too long that, you know, has expired, you know, because they may be passionate about other things in different seasons. So I think that's really big. Uh, One of the things you talked about earlier was how at first when it came to actually charging, you weren't charging for the first six years. And then you kind of transitioned into being okay with charging. Let's talk about the discomfort with that and just kind of what, like, because I'm assuming that most of your products are digital products. So tell us a little bit more about kind of how you transitioned into being comfortable with it and what current things you actually offer. Yeah, I, I love to talk about that because that was a shift for me. You know, when you have a pure heart in what you do, and then for me, it was a what I'm learning is when you're a visionary, however you view yourself is going to be the place you operate with your business. So if you're struggling with confidence and feeling like, hey, I have something to offer, that's going to translate into your brand. And I didn't know that that was translated into my brand. And so like the first thing that we started doing was our conferences. I would do all of our conferences for free because I'm like, you know, you got to think I've been doing conferences for eight years. The first conference I wasn't trying see, this is the thing. I wasn't trying to do anything I was doing. The first conference was birthed because I had the ministry, the organization started off for college students. All of my college students were leaving. They were moving. They were getting jobs and they were struggling spiritually. So I said, hey, let me create a weekend. I was like, hey, what y'all doing this weekend? Let's create a weekend. Everybody comes back to town and I'm just going to put this big shindig on for y'all because I love doing events. And so we do this conference for the college students and 500 women show up. So I was like, uh... Okay, you know, it was a $2,000 budget conference. So we're like, okay, the next year, we're going to take it to the, you know, convention center at the, you know, in the city that I live in. Well, it went from a $2,000 budget to a $20,000 budget, like overnight. And so again, my heart was just so pure. So there was a shift that had to be made in my thinking because I didn't want people to think, I just wanted, I just wanted to help people. And I had to learn that you can help people and make money at the same time, child. You can have a balance between some free items and some paid items. And sometimes people don't appreciate it until they have to pay for it. Like that was just a process, um, again, within myself and me having the people around me. Because again, I just want to help people. But then when the when you start growing, you start getting, you know, payroll and you got, it's just, you know, there are, there are things that I... I enjoy about this level, but it's much more complicated up here. <laughs> it's, I remember when we didn't have bills. I remember when, you know, I didn't have to worry about certain things I have to worry about now. Sometimes I miss those days, you know, so there had to be a real shift that happened in me because my heart was just so pure and I just wanted to help people. And I didn't, I didn't want that, that sister that didn't have, you know, the $20, you know, not to, um, to be able to participate, but I had to, I had to just accept that, Brittany, this comes with the territory. You run a kingdom business. It may be a ministry. I don't care what it is. It's a church. At the end of the day, it is a kingdom business. And we and God is a businessman. He don't make no investments without looking for a return. He made an investment in your life when he died, when Jesus came and died for you, and your life lived for him is his return. So he's a bit, so he had to begin to download that revelation into me where I had to begin to see things differently, see myself as a kingdom entrepreneur, see myself as like, no, this is how the kingdom is funded. This is what, so that had to happen within myself for me to start to get the confidence of like, you can charge for this. So let me tell you, the first year we charged for the conference, oh baby, we was getting, we were seeing thousand plus women at our conferences. The first year we charged 500 women. It was like a 50% decrease. And I had to be okay with that because I had conditioned my audience for such one thing. When I made that shift, some people was like, I don't know, I'm only coming when it's free. And I had to be so secure. And I, I don't care what you say. I believe in what I offer. I put all my heart, my team, we fast, we pray. We're before God. We want the best of the best. It's not going to be nothing janky, nothing raggedy. And so I had to build up that confidence in what I offer to the world that I was okay if some people was like, I'm not going to even pay for that. 
Then I also found a way where we still offer a thing that we do sponsorships. So I was like, okay, great. I still can feed that of my heart of like for that person who can't come, we offer sponsorships. But yes, we, we charge us up now, you know? So that was the shift that had to happen for me. And that was like a, I guess, consequence, a immediate, but for long-term progression, I knew that that shift had to be made. Another thing that we started doing was we would do these 21-day fasts. We would offer free devotionals. I would spend weeks on these devotionals. And then just, here you go. So the first year, I said, you know what? I'm going to let this be $2.99. It went from $2.99 one year. We made like $2,000. from. T- I said, what? Wait. They were just like, oh, yeah, we'll pay for that. This is a good resource. We was wondering why you didn't try. I was like, what? So it went from $2.99, $3.99. Child's now like $10.99. <laughs> and this year, we made like $5,000 from the thing that I used to make no money from. And I'm like, wow. So I think it is, as long as your motive is pure. Making money is not my number one goal, but it is a part of the goal. It is a part of the strategy because that's the only way we're able to grow and be able to get everything. And so you, so for me, that's been my journey with charging and scaling and monetizing. <laughs> Girl, I love, I love just how honest you are. And just even the, the fact that, you know, you started out with just a $2.99, you know, thing and was able to make. $2,000 like for you know for an everyday person who just getting started making $2,000 that's a big deal right and even to make $5,000 off of a digital product I think that's crazy so I, the one of the reasons that we even hosted this was because we wanted to open women's minds about digital entrepreneurship and the ways that you can actually serve people and you know a $10 investment you know, that's not that different from free. Like $10 is a no brainer if somebody really wants it and they have it unless they're really, really, you know, in a financially tight space. So I I think that just helps us understand that it doesn't have to be a $2,000 product for it to be a digital product and for it to be effectively changing people's lives and also helping you to run your business because, and I'm gonna go in on this real quick, is that it costs to have a website. It costs to get your designs made from somebody professional. It costs for you to be able to run ads on Facebook if that's what you want to do. It costs for you to, even if you have emails and you have an email list, it costs you to run an email list. It costs you. Like all this stuff has costs to it. And I think a lot of times we forget that, oh, we made that investment up front, but you need a return on that investment. And, you know, $10 is nothing to ask somebody for a free resource. Like I have the, the very same thing that you said, like I used to do, I do a bunch of free challenges and stuff like that. And um, one of the things that I do for my personal business is I help people build their brand on Instagram. And so what I wanted to do was this free challenge on Instagram, teaching people how to just like revamp their page, like how to update your bio, how to, you know, what should your picture look like? How do you reword everything? What should you include? How should you, you know, prepare your content? And something told me like, girl, don't do this. You know, don't do a free challenge. Just charge $5 for it. I literally made $1,000 in a weekend from doing a challenge that I would have given away for free. And I think that helped me to shift my mindset that $5, if somebody really wants it, like they'll actually use it. And then a lot of times too is with these free challenges, people sign up and then they don't even use it, right? And so for me, what I was able to see when people were spending the $5 and not showing up, it's like you can still see the stats on the back end of who signed up and used the resource and who signed up and didn't. At least you're getting, you know, money for the work that you've already done. So, I mean, that's, I I love that you shared that. Now, talk to us about how your life personally changed once you started implementing digital products in your business. It was a game changer. It was a game changer for me personally, because the confidence of as women, I I think a lot of people, I just share from my own experience. But when I share, I had so many people be like, I feel the same way. Like me believing in myself, me believing in that I can offer something that someone is willing to pay for that they value. Like I just launched a productivity challenge within myself, you know, and I was not going to do it. And people signed, I was blown away. I was like, people signed up for this. That means that they value what I have to offer. But I feel like we have to learn as women, we have to value that first. We have to begin to believe in ourselves first, you know, so that we can put ourselves out there. Because even with the challenge, 
me and all the women are talking about just getting over that fear, getting over that lack of confidence. So when I started to see that someone was willing to pay for a digital product that I offered, it boosts my confidence that, you know what, Brittany, you do have something to offer. You know what, your experience, you can teach other people what comes next. Because sometimes it's like, this stuff comes natural to us. And there is somebody out there that is struggling on the struggle bus. What for the thing that you could just do sleep, they're like, don't know how to do it, you know? And it's like, and it just, it's opened me up to what else can I create? What else can I offer? How else can I help people? So for me personally, it's been a confidence booster. It's helping me to dream bigger, to give me other ideas of other products that I can create from a very practical standpoint. It's empowering me because I have more resources so I can do more things. You know, I can hire, you know, contract more help out and, you know, expand more resources that I want to do because we're getting revenue in where we can continue to grow. So that's what I would say. Girl, I feel like we're learning so much from you and I'm just excited because because that that confidence piece is super huge as an entrepreneur. And like you touched a little bit on this earlier today, but I just want to dig a little deeper when you said something about rejection and not wanting to be at the forefront and dealing with like the things that happened in the past that are impacting the way that you show up in business. And I think for for me and a lot of the women that that really comes to our um, community is that we deal with insecurity. We deal with fear. We deal with fear of rejection because a lot of us, if we're honest, had traumatic childhoods or had experiences that made us somehow be convinced that we weren't good enough, that we weren't smart enough, that even if we do whatever it is that God has been telling us to do, that, you know, whatever about our past is going to hold us back. And I think that confidence piece is super huge because a lot of times that stuff shows up in our businesses and we don't even realize it's showing up in our businesses because we, we, we've been conditioned to believe and to think and to have a perspective of the world and ourselves from a way that is not honestly godly, like at the end of the day. Um, and so that's why my prayer, especially for our audience, is always that, Lord, help these women see themselves the way that you see them. And even if it's a, I'm a drop a, you know, a, a program for however much money and people pay it, and that's going to build my confidence. A lot of times we forget, like you said, the value and the skill set that we have, that it's a gift that not everybody has. Even as the Bible says, our gifts will make room for us and bring us before great men and women. It's like at the end of the day, we have to recognize that those gifts, skills and talents, when we put them out and they're helping other people, it will help us to build kind of confidence. And so I know you have paid products, digital products, but how do you utilize different digital products like free challenges, courses, ebooks and and things like that in the monetization and growth of your brand? Gotcha. So this is something I'm still like learning to do. But I think one thing that can help ladies, if you want to get started, is like when we when we sit down and say we want to do something, we try to map it all the way out. So even if we're going to do a free challenge, it's like, OK, what is this going to lead to? Are we going to offer a product, you know, at the end of it? You know, are we going to like we always especially when we do something free? We always want to like it to lead to something bigger. Right. And so that's one thing that we do. So I usually sit down with my team or sometimes it just be myself and I go to them like, yeah, I want y'all to think about this. And then we'll, you know, develop it from there. But, you know, for example, like we did this um, You Go Girl Challenge one time, which really was a hit. And so what we did was we were getting ready to announce the opening of our conference. So instead of just putting up a flyer and was like, hey, here's our conference. We was like, let's rally our women up and get them, get all their attention, and then boom, at the end of this challenge, we're going to be like, all right, y'all, y'all want more? Because, you know, they just get hungry, you know, and it's like, come to the conference. So that's what we did. So we created, you know, a little devotional. We had every day where we was doing things, you know, and they were at the end, they, you know, they had some little life changes. You know, we could be so dramatic as women. And we like, girl, you know, I got my whole life. I ain't got no edges, you know, all this type of stuff. And at the finale, we were like, okay, y'all, we running a special on, that was free, but now, you know, get this discount code and sign up for this conference, you know? And they're like, okay, yeah, because we done got them in. So that's like one, you know, thing that we've done. Um, But I would say just definitely just have an end goal to what you're going to do. If you're going to create a free product, okay, what do you, are you want to get their email? Because that's my email addresses is like money, hey. So you want to get that email address, you know, like what it is that you want to do. You want them to respond, you know, a certain type of way. So have an end goal. But that's one thing we've just, because we've only been doing digital 
maybe like two and a half, three years, like we just get into it and just trying to continue to grow, you know, and so thank God for all the free webinars, things people are hosting, because I've been jumping, oh, child, child to learn more, you know, and that's what I would just encourage every visionary on here, you know, like, take classes. We can never stop learning you all of how to do things better, you know, and particularly how to find women of color that's just so smart. I've been on the, like, I've been looking like some of these things, like, how am I on this panel? Because y'all, I've learned so much, but that's what it's supposed to be. Iron sharpens iron, right? And and that's why we have to come against that spirit of competition. We got to fight against that those spirits of comparison because we're so much better together. Even if we're doing similar things, we have 8 billion people in the world that we have to reach, you all. We don't have enough women ministries. We don't have enough women teaching about women. If, if, we're, if our people are still in poverty and we still are dealing with depression and suicide, we're not doing enough stuff. So we have to shift our perspective, even with gleaning from one another and, you know, helping one another because we have a whole generation that's depending on us. And so that's just a side note. That was not even a question. But I hope that that helps like really sitting down, creating a plan of how you're going to what's going to be free, what's not going to be free. And then don't be afraid to just try. Right. Like put something out there, put it and then from there. Go back after every challenge you do, after every product you launch. Go back, get people's opinions on it. Is this something like, do surveys, get your friends. Like my friends, baby, they go, what y'all think? Cause I got honest friends that sometimes is a little too honest. So get feedback and then tweak it from there. But don't be afraid to just do your first product. Like I just did my first Brittany Morton thing. Cause I usually do all of Satan. See, this is how I battle. Like how much do I charge for this? I went to a friend. She's like, Brittany, that's too low. They thought the next price was too low. But I said, you know what? I'm going to meet in the middle. Because I want to see what my response is, and I'm going to take this data, and it'll help me to create my next thing. So those are some things I would suggest to help y'all with that part. I love that you said the thing about testing stuff out and trying stuff out, and that's where the whole fear stuff comes into play of just being unafraid. And sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes you may look dumb. Sometimes you're going to try some stuff. It's not going to work. Sometimes you're going to try something at the last minute and it randomly works and you like wait a minute right. now, i ain't even put nothing into that the thing i done did, put all the effort into didn't work out and then something magically worked that, that's a perfect example of like that five dollar challenge thing i was like let me just throw this together because i felt like i was tired of people coming to me with their brands you know saying oh, I want to grow my Instagram followers or I'm not, you know, people aren't following me. And I'm like, it's because you just have very simple stuff. Like you haven't told them, you know, what, who you are, what you do, how you going to help them and what they can get from you and what they can expect. Like you haven't told them none of that. So I literally put all that together in a step-by-step five-day little mini. Girl, when are you going to do that challenge again? Because baby, I don't it's, sound it's literally in my Instagram bio. But it, but it's crazy because it, I, love it. I, I created it one time and I make money from it consistently. I'll be like, oh, somebody else signed up. Oh, because it's a $5 thing and you can lead them into stuff down the line. This is, you know, helping build your email list. And it's literally nothing to people. Like some of these people, and, and a lot of times I'll get, I'll even get people who are experts in the industry that actually sign up for it to see if I'm saying anything different than what they say. And so I, I think it's really important to still kind of, you know, plan stuff out, but not get too caught up in, oh my God, it has to be right. And this part needs, because you never know what's going to be th- the thing that that pops off. Like you just really not going to know. I love this conversation. I just, Sense that this is gonna like help so many sisters so like, this is good yes. stuff man no it really is and I think a lot of times we'd be, we'd be too scared to just jump out there and do it and to charge what you're worth like and I think for me I like in my own personal business like I run a digital marketing agency on the side that's complete like so epic fan is like my baby but God has really been dealing with me about just shifting how much I charge and as soon as I like, shifted my prices, God just started to send people that wanted what I had to offer and they were paying it literally like they're like, oh, we got the proposal and the invoice was paid. I'm like, Lord, why was I struggling to get this? But it's like once you start aligning yourself and, and, and really shifting your price points for things, uh, what, what will happen, especially if you have a service based business, because it's hard out here, y'all like service based business, you need to charge for the service and the time. But you'll see that the type of clients that come to you will shift 
based on what you're charging. If you're charging two and three hundred dollars for doing some of everything, it's like, of course, you're going to get the annoying clients who expect everything because they've invested their full three hundred dollars, which was a lot to them. And so God has just been shifting my mind with that. So I know getting back to you and the digital products. And I know you also have, I think, maybe some physical products as well. But share with us. I know you have a prayer journal. Share with us about that, how we can get that. And you have the Save in the City conference and retreat coming up. And I just let me just pause and say, like, what's really funny is you and I do sort of kind of similar things. Like you host conferences for women of faith. I host conferences for women of faith. And I think a lot of times like women compete against one another and don't support one another and don't understand that, you know, you can come together and partner with and still support someone else. And so I absolutely, I want y'all to show up at her Saved in the City conference and retreat. So I would love for you to tell them a little bit more about that and when it is, how they release Yeah, I released a prayer journal um, last year and I was really excited. Y'all, again, this was like, I was in the bed one night and I was like, well, I need to get my prayer life together. And I literally created this little thing to organize my prayers and it did not take that long <laughs> And I just made it and I sat on it. I sat on that prayer journal for months. And the Lord was like, see, this is why I can't give you certain stuff. Because you don't do right. You just don't do right. And so I ended up releasing it. And um, I think last year, and uh, you can go to my website, BrittanyMorton.com to uh, get a copy of that. It's like so good. So if you, it's, it has categories in it for you to literally develop your prayer life. Not just, you know, pray here and there, but it has it for business owners. Like it prophesies. If you don't have employees yet, you can put your prayers down for your future employees, for every area of your life. It, it prompts you to write down your request, write down what scripture you're attaching to that request. Cause we know God honors his word. And then when God answers that prayer, because there have been many y'all, there have been so many times where I've asked God to do things and he's done it. And I've just ignored it. Like he's and even in me building my brand. He's like, I did that for you. I answered that prayer for you, but sometimes we can be so busy onto the next thing and we're still not here and still not there that we neglect the miracles, the blessings, the things that God has answered, the things that he's heard. And I think that it's a faith builder for us. I think that you have to create altars in the Bible. They would create altars after every victory as a business owner. Baby, you got to have all terse because you're going to be faced with new devils, new giants, and you have to be reminded that it's the same God that got me to the last thing, you know, and so I encourage you to do that. So that's what that prayer um, journal is for. With Saving the City, we've been doing these conferences and retreats for, you know, we've been going like 10 year anniversary, child. I'm like, how? But we postponed, we were supposed to do our uh, annual retreat at the end of April. And so, of course, with everything that's going on, we postponed it into the fall. Our conference is usually in August and September. And with the coronavirus, which we can even get into that, of how you've had to pivot, like even the things, some of the things you've planned for your brand. And, you know, when when life happens and, and crisis happens, that affects us. We have to respond to that because we have to be cultural, sensitive and, and relevant, you know, even as we're building our brands. And so we're even now revising, okay, what is our experience going to look like now, you know, um, when it comes to our conference this year? And so we went back to the table because we was doing our little thing the way we always do it. And I believe that God is even using this with kingdom businesses to get us to think bigger. I really, we came out of a meeting last week, y'all, with our conference. And I was like, we were focused here. And as a response to what's going on, it's had us to think at a whole nother level that I don't even think would have even happened, you know, in light of everything that's going on. And so, yeah, just stay. Y'all can follow us at Saved in the City for all of the things that we have coming up. You can follow me, Brittany D. Morton, for things that I'm doing personally. And yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to be connected to you. So I'm looking forward to like future partnerships and us doing more things for women of faith and even women that's interested in faith, you know, all that stuff. But we got a lot of people to reach. That's why we got to collaborate. We have too many people to reach and who I'm able to relate to. Candace may not be able to relate to. And someone may feel Candace and like, yes, that's my girl. And she's able to connect. That's why we all have to show up because we're all called to reach a certain group of people. So girl, all of the things that you said, so on point, literally, like I cannot stress that enough. Like how many people be thinking that, like, I think we forget that there are so many people literally that you live in the U S there are so many people that live on the planet and there's no way that I can personally touch every single person. There's no way that you can touch every single person. 
So, you know, that's why when people be like, oh, the market is saturated or, you know, I don't want to have to compete against. And it's like, bruh, like you really don't have to. Literally, God has called like the customers that like you said, the whole prophesying about future employees. You can do the same thing about your customers. Right. Like God already knows who's going to purchase from you. God already knows who's going to be impacted by your business. And it's important to know that, you know, there's room and a seat at the table, you know, for each and every one of us. And I know there's, that's like a common term that people have been using recently, like a seat at the table. But it reminded me of something my dad called me and said today. He was like, what was that one verse about where you put a table and the enemies? I'm like, dad, you talking about where God is in Psalm 23, where it, it literally says, and I, and cause his thing was people say this all the time at funerals. They, they read Psalms 23 at funerals. And I'm like, dad, you know, it's not really about the dead. It's about the living. Like the Bible literally says that God will prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. And I know a lot of times we'd be talking about, oh, I need a seat at the table. No, God has a table prepared just for you in front of everybody who is your enemy. Like, bro, like that is Bible, honey. Like that's literally Bible. And that's in the same place where it says my cup overflows. And God, like there's more than enough for all of us. He will prepare the table for you. I think it's just about being in full alignment. Now, I totally enjoyed hearing from you today, Brittany. Uh, One last question for you is we're a community of faith-based women entrepreneurs. I'm I like, I already know you're the perfect person to ask this question to because you understand the value of being connected to women of faith. But talk to us about why it's important to be connected with like-minded women entrepreneurs and like-minded women of faith. Absolutely. I um I didn't have a good day yesterday. I was uh it was just and you have these days as a visionary, as an entrepreneur. It just wasn't a good day. I cried myself to sleep Monday. I had to end a relationship and it was just hard. The Lord told me to do it and I knew I had to do it, but it was hard. And, I, and so Monday I cried all night and Tuesday I had meetings. I had the, from the time I got up, I had meetings and I didn't even get to like spend all the time with God that I wanted to because I had, you know, obligations. And so after my second meeting, um, we recently hired our second full-time employee. And I like to share that because I want to encourage anybody that has that on their life, that if you stay faithful, God will do it for you too. And so the Holy Spirit pressed on my heart to tell her where I was. And between our meetings, we're doing, I'm training her. So I'm, we're doing all our meetings together. So I said, Hey, I need five. And we're, we're learning each other as we're working together in this context. And so I said, I'm not in a good place today. I'm going to get through, but I just need to let someone in my life know where I am. And I'm like, Tears are coming to my eyes. I was like, he's, I know he's going to give me the strength to get through the rest of these meetings. And the comfort that came from just having the right people in your life. Like, and all she had to say is, Brittany, I got you. So she knew in the meetings for the rest of the day, if I had, she was just jumping right in. And so I, I share that story because that's what makes the difference when you're connected to the right people. And I think capacity, not just giftedness, but capacity is such an, an important theme of you're able to have those people in your life to say, hey, you know, today I don't have it in me, but they don't look at you any differently. They're not girl, you know, that type of thing. But people who are genuine, who love you, who are with you in the ups and downs, I would not be here. I would not be sane. I would not, I'm just speaking of Brittany Morton. I would not still be standing if it wasn't for me being around the God seeing women that are in my life. I remember seasons where it was another season. I was going through a bad breakup. Child thought I was going to lose my mind. And I called on my team. I said, we're going to have to do something we ain't never done before. Cause I literally feel like I'm falling into a depression. I don't know if I'm coming out. They would get up at three o'clock in the morning. We finna pray. We did that for 21 days. They would bring you up. Prayed me through, right? Prayed me through. But it's because I believe some of that are the seeds that I've sown. I've sown those type of seeds into other people. Like that. So let me say this. It matters how you serve other people because what you sow in serving other people's visions will be what you reap when you're leading your own. And because I didn't, I didn't, before I ever did say in the city, I served other people. 
I, I had a friend that had a nonprofit. I, my first lady at my church, I was doing her conferences and it was in my faithfulness and the things so that I believe that now I'm able to experience some of those things with my teams and with the people that are in my life of what, not saying I've done it perfectly, but what I've strived to be for others. So I share that story because that's what's made the difference for me in those hard times, even people to celebrate with. Thank God I have people in my life that we don't have to worry about being intimidated or, you know, whatever the case may be. We can sell it. I was talking to my best friend before I got on here. She's like, oh, yeah, I love that. If it, you know, I follow them. I'm like, yeah, girl, I'm about to do this. She's like, okay, what you going to talk about? You know, that type of thing. Like, you got to have those people in your life. And you and I'm, you got to steward those relationships, right? You got to, you know, pour into those relationships. I encourage you ladies to... To, Because God put those people in your life to be intentional about those relationships, to be okay. And you're going to get hurt sometimes. I can't tell you that it's been peaches and cream. Some of the people I've trusted in the most have betrayed me. Some of the, but you know what I realized the other day in my journal? I was like, Brittany, ain't nobody betrayed you more than you done betrayed yourself. <laughs> nobody has betrayed me more. Well, how? Because I haven't been true to myself at times. I don't lie. I get mad with somebody else lying to me. I lie to my own self, you know? Those type of things, it's given me a deeper capacity for compassion, even in the betrayals, even in the heartbreaks. It hasn't tainted my ability to love because that's what the enemy wants to do. So yes, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be disappointed in relationships, but it is such a gift from God. It is such a avenue. It is such a vehicle for us to tap into our purpose and our potential and to do things that we never could have done on our own. So I want to encourage that sister. Maybe you've been hurt by women. Maybe, you know, you've had a friendship to go sour. Don't allow that to get you to be discouraged where you don't keep showing up and being your authentic self and allowing God to bring the people in your life that's going to carry you into your destiny. So that's what I would share from my personal experience with relationships. Amen, Pastor Brittany. But thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate you just pouring into this audience and really helping our community understand, you know, I I really feel like this is going to help them understand perspective on just what God has called them to do, but just not being afraid of just stepping out in the fullness and the boldness of, you know, what God has for them. So I'm super, super grateful. I don't take it lightly that you spent your time with us here today. Um, I pray that you guys would stay connected with Brittany. She dropped her Instagram um, handle before Saved in the City and Brittany Morton as well. So make sure that you guys are following her online. And so to anybody who's listening to this, who is even in a place where you're questioning like what God has for you, I just pray that this session would have really helped you really see God's perspective about it and understand that it's more than just a brand. It's about making sure your heart is right. It's making sure that, you know, you're consulting with God and you're surrounding yourself with the right people. So um, you guys know by now, you probably heard my spiel a thousand times at this point, but that you guys can go ahead and get started with a free Thinkific account online. Literally, they don't even ask for it. You know how they'd be like, yeah, this is free. Take this free trial, but give me your credit card. It's like, no, you don't even have to do any of that. You can just start a free Thinkific account and really find creative ways to use your impact online and generate income from it. But the biggest thing is creating that kingdom impact and really operating as a kingdom business. So I hope that uh, Brittany's story has really helped you guys um, see just what God has for you in a different way. Um, And I pray that God will help you guys see yourself the way that he sees you. Brittany, do you have any final last words to share? Um, I just want to thank you again. This is really, really beautiful. And I just want to honor you, Candice, because it's not easy, like stepping out and doing what's in your heart. And just to see your passion for women and God on display before long before I met you, I knew of you. And it's because of your consistency in your heart and even your commitment to excellence. And so I just want to honor you, sister, as another sister in faith. And I honor each and every woman that is watching this. We believe in you. And I'll just say sources go and thrive and change the world. However, God has has created you to do so. So Thank you. You're so sweet, girl. You got me over here like, don't make me cry. But the one thing I will say that you you touched on is that I think a lot of times we don't see what has to go on behind the scenes of a brand and a business. You don't see the hard work that goes forth. And so, you know, one of the things with our brand is we always try to keep it super 100. We try to keep it super real about the fact that it is going to take, you know, work. It is going to take 
years of not it may not take years. Sometimes you get favor from God in certain areas where he graces you to be to excel in a shorter period of time. But it does take real hard work behind the scenes um, to consistently show up, to show up when nobody's paying attention, to show up when, you know, you aren't making any money, to show up when you feel like giving up. And very similarly to Brittany, like 2019 was one of the worst years of my entire life, personally, in business. I just was attacked with so many different things. But a lot of times, like, you know, depression and things like that will try to choke you out. But it's not to say that you should stop and that you should give up um, because things don't always look the way you thought that they were going to look. But God literally will use all things for your good, like everything that happens in your life. So I want you guys to stay encouraged. Even if it does get difficult in business, do not give up. If God showed you the vision, he's going to give you provision financially, emotionally, physically, spiritually. He's going to give you everything you need to see that vision into its fulfilled place that he desires for it to be. So I pray that you guys stay encouraged. I love you guys. As always, we're praying for you. And we pray you have an amazing rest of your day. See ya. Y'all, I told you that Brittany had such an amazing session as a part of Go Get Her Confidential. Y'all, like, that woman just had me having chills, okay, as we talked. I knew that she was anointed and I knew she was gifted, but just the way that she talks about how she's just obedient to God and just everything that she did on her journey just inspired me. And I know it inspires so many other women. So if you like this, I know you'll absolutely adore the Go-Getter Confidential, the entire online experience, which was fully recorded and you can get access to. So if you're interested in that, all you have to do is head over to gogettermembership.com forward slash conference. If you're already a member of our Go-Getter Confidential Click community, you already have access to that. But if you don't, like I said, head over to gogettermembership.com forward slash conference, and you'll be able to get access to that entire uh, recording along with over 20 other sessions with amazing women entrepreneurs. So you don't want to miss out on that. So definitely check it out. As always, I love you. I'm always praying for you guys. And thank you for tuning in for today's episode. If you like this week's episode of the Go-Getter podcast, I know you'll love connecting with us and other Go-Getters across the globe in our Go-Getter Confidential Click at gogettermembership.com. This is the premier membership community and resource for Christian women entrepreneurs to connect, build profitable brands, and grow their faith. Whether you're just starting out with an idea and you want to learn how to properly build your brand or you've already started your business and want to capture the right audience and increase sales for your business, the Go-Getter Confidential Click can help you level up your faith, business, and income. The Go-Getter Confidential Click features online trainings to help you build, grow, and monetize your brand, live masterclasses taught by industry experts, live Q&A sessions aimed at helping you get your most pressing business questions answered, powerful prayer calls that will ignite, inspire, and uplift you, and a super supportive community of faith-based women who want to see you win. We know entrepreneurship isn't easy, so the Go-Getter Confidential Click is the place where you belong alongside Christian women entrepreneurs who want to become more fearless, grow their influence, and make more money. Join today at gogettermembership.com and save 50% off your first month when you use code GOGETTERPODCAST at checkout. We'll see you inside.